0: Good morning, Life Christian Center. It is good to be with you this morning. And uh, our hope and prayer is that uh, the same presence of God that we're feeling here this morning uh, in the sanctuary with the worship team uh, is being uh, poured out and experienced uh, in your homes uh, this morning. We do, uh, again, just want to thank everybody quickly as we begin. I want to just thank our, our worship team for those who are rotating through and for our Uh, media and sound uh, production team that none of you can see but they make this happen every week and uh, without them we would uh, we'd be in a really tough spot so this morning I do just want to express my gratitude and thanks uh, to all of those uh, individuals who are making this happen uh, on a weekly basis and uh, so again if you get a chance throughout the week uh, why don't you send them a text of encouragement and appreciation and I'm sure that uh, that will mean uh, the world to them this morning I want you if you will to turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. And uh, the main part of where we're going to be will be there. And of course, we'll use some other scripture to support that. Um, but in 1 John chapter 4, we, we know a very familiar passage of scripture, which is verse 7. And in that, uh, basically, that scripture tells us uh, very simply and yet at the same time very profoundly that God is love. Uh, it is not that he can choose to love or not to love uh, as he desires or as he feels, as we do, because again, uh, we often uh, do and experience in our human nature the ability to love and not to love. Um, But for him at all times, in all things and in every way, he is love. God is love. Uh, It is an inseparable part of his holy, divine, sovereign nature. It isn't a part of Uh, His character, just fractionally or portionally or something of that nature. uh, It is the very essence of His character. God is love. And if we don't understand anything this morning, hopefully we understand the fact that God is love all the time. Uh, No matter what's going on, He is love. And what an amazing opportunity that we have to encounter and experience this supernatural fathomless, limitless love. And not just to experience it, but to come into an eternal relationship with it where we perpetually discover And grow in a greater understanding of his love as we continually are transformed by his Holy Spirit into his image and likeness. Strength by strength, glory by glory. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful this morning that I continue to experience and discover something new about the love that God is and that he has for me today. In 1 John chapter 4, I want to begin to focus this morning On verses 16 and 17 and primarily just the last part of 17 when it really boils down to everything this morning. But let's begin in verse 16. It says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Again, the author uh, just reinstating that very fact that God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. When we choose to live in God or live in relationship with him, Love is then, as the word declares here, brought to its full expression or it's brought to perfection inside of who we are, meaning that the love has reached its goal or his love has reached its destiny, its design, its purpose inside of us. How awesome is it to know that, uh, that that was God's goal, his design, his ultimate purpose for his love was for us to live in it and for us to experience it constantly. When we abide in him and he abides in us, when we choose to live in his love and allow his love to actively live in and through us, this love does begin to create uh, many things. One of those things is a holy boldness. And we see that again kind of reflected in Hebrews chapter four and verse 16. It says, let us then fearlessly and confidently And boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. And how many are thankful that God always shows up and he's always good to us. He's gracious in those moments and he is always faithful to show up exactly when we need him and how we need him. Amen. You see, not only does this love enable us to walk with holy boldness right now. In this present age, even in the circumstances and situations of life as we know them right now, as we await eternity, as we await that day of judgment that will come. But this same love, it gives us right now a holy boldness. It will also give us a holy boldness on that day of judgment when we do stand before the Lord face to face. Again, verse 17 says, "...by living in God, love has been brought to full expression in us." so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. I know that sometimes as believers, we can think about that moment and we can we again sometimes have a hard time separating ourselves from our sins and our failures and our past. But this love that God has for us, it comes in and it gives us a holy boldness, not based on our own righteousness, not based on who we are or what we've done or how much we have accomplished or not accomplished. But you see, it begins to wipe away fear because what we're standing in is our righteousness but it's Christ's righteousness this morning so in this present moment and in the moments to come we can stand knowing that we are justified by Jesus Christ our Savior you see for the true Christ follower filled with God's love the day of judgment is not to be feared but to be looked forward to with anticipation and hope for perfect love at that moment will have made us completely like Jesus Christ You see, this love provides us with absolutely no reason to fear the future or to fear punishment from our Heavenly Father. Fear, guilt, condemnation, punishment, they all thrive where there is an absence of or rejection of God's love or where there isn't a a clear understanding and, and where there is love that isn't allowed to operate but you see, when we begin to love, allow love to operate, that's when fear is removed. John, 1 John chapter 4 and 18 goes on to tell us that this, that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You see, fear causes us to withdraw from the Lord. It causes us to withdraw from his will. But that perfect love, when we begin to live in it and it begins to live in us, it casts out all fear. You see, it reverses the process and it draws us closer and closer and closer to God. And the closer that we are to God, the further that we are removed from the things that cause us to have fear or incite fear in our our lives or cause those feelings of inadequacy. Perfect love casts all those things to the side. And it is this same love that continues to work and unfold itself in our lives one stage at a time, day by day, step by step, leading us to a place of greater strength and effectiveness in Christ where we become more like Christ. And again, it's not necessarily that it's more like Christ in eternity. It's more like Christ right now in this very present moment. I want to, again, draw your attention back to 1 John chapter 4. And let's read through verse 17 again together. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. And I want us to draw our attention to the last part of this verse Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Grab that this morning. All that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Love has given us the ability to live in Christ likeness not just in the world to come, but in this world right now, the everyday experience, the everyday journey. You see, the verb tense here is very important. We are not like Jesus was, we are like he is now. We are like he is now. So what exactly does that mean for the true Christ follower today? While there again, uh, while we are many things and have access to many more things, all because of who Jesus is now, I want us to focus on three specific ways we are like Jesus in this world right now. And to do so, I want us to look at two particular scriptures, Romans chapter eight and verse 30, and then Ephesians chapter two and verse six. So this morning, let's start in Romans chapter eight and verse 30, it says this, and those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. The Passion Translation renders this scripture this way. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his Son. He co glorified. When we look at the scripture, what we know is this. Love called us to participate in and to enjoy the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. It also called us to enjoy and participate in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it also called us to participate in and enjoy the blessings of the kingdom of God. His promises, those things that he has given and granted to us and brought to full completion through Jesus Christ. But it didn't stop there. Love also justified us. It judged and declared us righteous and acceptable unto God through Jesus Christ, making us fit to receive pardon for our sins, but not just the forgiveness of sins. It also gave us the gift of eternal life with God, our Father. And again, love, it's just, it seems to be limitless this morning because it didn't just call us and justify us, but love also glorified us. You see, it exalted us, and not in a prideful way. It exalted us in a way that describes us being changed. It means a changing of our position and a changing of our condition as Jesus came on scene and justified us before God the Father. We've been called, we've been justified, we've been glorified this morning through Jesus Christ. And we know that Christ himself was glorified, that God exalted him before he could exalt us. Ephesians chapter one, beginning in verse 19 says, says and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the work of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in How many know today that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He is the name above every name today. Today, whether we choose to recognize it or not, Jesus is in that position. He has been exalted. He has been glorified. He is the name above all names. What is so amazing Is that in that process, God glorifying him has also chosen to glorify or co-glorify us with Christ or through Christ. If we look at Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5, it says, But God, so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him, for it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation And I think this morning, we can all be thankful that we haven't just been forgiven of our sin. We haven't just been acquitted of those things that we were guilty of, but we have been made partakers of Christ's salvation and the fullness thereof. Jesus right now today is glorified. And because he is glorified, we have also been glorified. So as he is now, so are we in this world. This brings us to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. This morning, not only are we glorified with Jesus, Ephesians 2 and 6 declares this, that we are also raised and seated together with him. 1 Corinthians confirms this by saying, for I have shared with you what I have received and what is of utmost importance. The Messiah died for our sins, fulfilling the prophecies of the scriptures. He was buried in a tomb and was raised from the dead after three days, as foretold in the scriptures. Again, as Jesus is now, he is resurrected. Amen. He is not filling some grave today, but he is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Amen. Intercession for you and I. First Peter chapter one and verse three also goes on to confirm this. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. From the dead. You see, the same way that God raised Christ from the dead, we too are brought from both moral and spiritual death to life through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ this morning. Colossians 2 and 12 uh, begins by saying this For we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power. The power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state. Everybody say former state. Former state, all right? For we were held in sin's grasp. But now, everybody say but now, all right? But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. And if you're thankful for nothing at all today, please be thankful for that. You see, being glorified and raised together with Christ then changes our position. It changes how we are seated You see, Ephesians 2 and 6 goes on to again say that we are now co-seated as one with Christ. What this simply means for us this morning is that we have been made to sit down together with Jesus. And again, we would say, well, that's a thing to come. No, it's also a thing for now because it denotes that we have been given the necessary perfection and authority to be there and to sit with him in the context of that authority this morning. You see, Ephesians 3 and 10 says this, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, it wasn't just to show his glory in a later time. His glory was to be shown now. His message was to be delivered now through the church. That was his purpose all along, you see, we haven't been uh, glorified with Christ. We haven't been seated with him. We haven't been raised with him for the privilege Aspect alone. You see, what we need to understand is that we have been glorified. We've been raised. We've been seated for a purpose. And that purpose is to display his power, his wisdom in a rich variety of ways, as the scripture tells us, to not just um, people, but to, again, even the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. You see, we're meant to carry this message. We're meant to carry this power. We're meant to carry that aspect of freedom and deliverance and victory that can only be found through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. In truth, this morning, love transfers Jesus' righteousness to us when we, by faith, accept his free gift of salvation and then we enter into, by a willful choice, a covenant relationship with him. You see, because of love, all that Jesus now is So are we in this world. Is that deep? Is that complex? Is that that more than we can dive into this morning? Yes, absolutely. But just in the basics of where we've been this morning, he has glorified us, he has raised us, and he has seated us with him today. So let's stop living beneath our blessing, church. Let's not live short of what love has so graciously provided for us. Let's stop living below our birthright. And start living as true Christ followers today. You see, love has glorified us. It has changed our position and our condition. And for that, we should be thankful this morning. Love has raised us from death to life, both morally and spiritually, as we allow the Spirit to continue that process of of not just salvation, but sanctification in our life. You see, love has seated us together with Christ this morning, where His perfection and His authority is transferred to us. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. You see, this morning, maybe we have had just a memory lapse. Maybe we've had a little bit of an identity issue or crisis. But I believe that this message was meant for us to remember who we are in him and remember the purpose that we are to fulfill remember the authority that we've been given so this morning maybe we need to tell fear all that Jesus now is so am I in this world maybe this morning we need to tell our past those things that we can't seem to get rid of or forget about maybe we need to tell those things hey you know what I'm not sure if you know but I need you to know this morning I've been glorified I've been changed I've been transformed by this love You see, maybe this morning we need to live and walk in resurrection power and stop acting like we're we're stepchildren to the Lord. He says that we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ and his authority has been given to us. You see, maybe we need to remind ourselves and remind our circumstances that we're facing, who it is that we're actually seated with and that he has made us not just acceptable before our heavenly father, but he has given us the same authority that his father has given him to walk in right here in this very moment right now. You see, this morning, I think we just need to be encouraged. I think we need to each and individually today and collectively as a a whole church body, we need to just be encouraged. You see, this morning, I think we need to be determined to surrender nothing to the enemy. Don't give him an open door. Don't give him a foothold in your life, in your home. Don't give him a foothold at your workplace. Pray in everything. Testify at every opportunity. We need to worship passionately. We need to study to show ourselves approved as we live in his love and stand fearlessly in the victory that we have through Jesus Christ, knowing that right now in this moment, all that Jesus now is— So are we in this world. If he has overcome, if he is seated in victory, then today we will overcome and we need to understand we're seated in victory. If he has been given all power and authority, we have been too given all power and authority to go and to do, amen? We have a mission set before us. And if we get discouraged and we get distracted, we can't complete that mission. But love, if we focus on love and what it has brought to us and made available for us through Jesus Christ, we can't help but stay on task. We can't help but be focused on what we really need to be doing. And that is, again, making disciples, reaching out and winning the loss for Jesus Christ. This morning, I want you to just pray with me for just a moment. Father God, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the encouragement that is found therein. God, I thank you that though we sow, God, we just don't deserve it. As your word declares, our righteousness is as filthy rags before you. But God, even knowing that, Lord, you have chosen to use us, God, as part of your plan for eternal salvation. So God, help us to realize our true identity this morning that, Lord, we are not of this world, but, God, we are of a world that we have yet to see. God, that we belong to you, that we are your children, God, adopted by the blood of your son, Jesus. God, help us to remember today that we've been glorified, we've been raised, and we've been seated with him. And, Lord, let us live in that. God, don't don't allow us to continue to live beneath the blessings and birthright that we have in your son, Jesus Christ. God, let the church become awakened. Let us become alive, God. Let us begin to each in our own hearts, Lord, feel and breathe in that revival fire. God, that when we breathe it out, it may, be, God, just, it may become like that wildfire and just spread. Mm-hmm. Father, help us today to understand our true identity in you. And Lord, just what you have given us. Father, I just pray in this moment, Lord, that we won't let the discouragement around us, the distractions around us, draw us away, God, from the mission that you've given us. Lord, that we won't allow it to, um, God, dilute your love and what it has done and what it has provided for us. Father, let us be challenged, let us be encouraged. And Lord, let us go out from this moment God, and let let us accomplish the the plan and the purpose that you have, God, for your kingdom, and God, and not for our own. And Lord, I thank you for it this morning, in Jesus' name. This morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and maybe through this process, maybe through this service, this message this morning, you just felt that pulling or that drawing, I want to encourage you, to pray with me this morning, simple prayer, and let your journey with Jesus Christ begin. Maybe you've been, that, been in that place where you've just been far from him and you need to rededicate your life to him this morning. We want you to just, again, pray this simple prayer with us as well and believe that, that God is going to pull you back under his wing and begin to just uh, walk with you, lead you, guide you, feed you, and uh, and cause you to, to grow in his strength you will if that's you this morning I want you to just repeat this simple prayer after me God I acknowledge my need for a Savior thank you for your son Jesus Christ who lived and died and now lives again forgive me of my sins and wash me clean I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe you raised him from the dead and that he is alive and now lives in me. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or or maybe you've prayed it more times than you can count, but this morning, if you gave your life to Christ or you rededicated your life to Christ, please let us know, reach out, put something in the comment section. Uh, or something of that nature, send us an email, uh, a message on Facebook. Let us know that God is moving in your heart so that we can, again, be praying for you and encouraging you and helping you grow in this process. Know today that uh, even though we can't be together, uh, if you have made that commitment to Jesus Christ, we all rejoice. We celebrate that just as all of heaven is celebrating over that choice and decision this morning today I want to just reiterate also before we leave The, the element where, where Jessica this morning kind of prayed uh, over our body for those who are dealing with sickness and things of that nature. We have a lot going on within our body that, uh, that really goes far beyond COVID this morning. Many who are struggling with, uh, with sickness and illness and things of that nature. And so again, we want to just unite as a body. Um, again, God is not limited to this space this morning. I believe his power and presence is in your home as strong as it is in this place this morning so let's just for a moment let's bow our hearts and our heads and let's just Pray a, a prayer of blessing, a prayer of healing over those who are struggling uh, with sickness uh, this morning. God, we do come before you because we know this morning that you are the author and finisher of our faith. God, you are our complete hope this morning. God, we look for it not in, in any other source or solution today. God, so this morning, we know that we are, again, by your wounds healed. We know that you sent your word to heal us and to deliver us and to set us free, to snatch us away from the very door of death. So God what we do this morning is we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. God, we plead his broken body. We plead the word. And God, we believe this morning that it's nothing that we can do but everything that the power of your spirit can do. And so God for those who are facing sickness and illness. God, the uh, disease that may be acute or terminal, Father God, today I pray wherever it is on the spectrum, God, it makes no difference to you. This morning we know that you are a healer just the same. And so God God, overshadow those hearts, overshadow those homes this morning. God, and let your healing virtue begin to literally just flow through them even now. God, that we would, through the week, begin to get testimonies of how you have moved in these hearts and in these lives. God, not just spiritually, but physically as well. God, we thank you for the divine. We thank you for the supernatural that is being performed in these lives right now. And to that, we say thank you, Jesus. And we give you all the glory in Christ's name. Amen and amen. This morning, we also want to pray over our offering. Again, I want to thank you for being faithful to to do that. Um, Your your faithfulness in that is continuing uh, the ministry. And so we want you uh, to be aware of that and to know that uh, it is much appreciated. And it is a burden that has been relieved from this pastor, and so again I thank you for being that faithful body. So this morning, uh, let's just pray over our tithe and offering together today. Father, we do thank you for all that has come in. God through the mail, through the electronic giving, God through text to give, through PayPal. Lord, whatever the source is, God, we thank you that it has been given and is being given. Lord, we thank you for being not just our provision last week, but God for being our provision this week. Lord, we thank. thank. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, God, that ultimate source. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless, break, multiply that which has been given. Lord, let it meet all of the needs of this church, the ministries, the outreaches thereof. And God, continue to bless those who are faithfully giving. God, those who are committed uh, to being obedient to your word. God, continue to just open your windows of blessings upon them. And God, let their cup run over in Jesus name this morning. We thank you. Amen and amen. Again, before we part ways this morning, let me just thank you for your continued support with the Backpack Program and the Christmas Blessing Program. You guys are awesome. Uh, So much has been coming in for that via donations and food and then help. And so your generosity is, again, not just meeting a need. It is also radiating the love of Christ into these children and their homes. And we just, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are an awesome body. I am proud to be your pastor. You're an amazing group of people. We just pray that today will be a day of rest and comfort. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. Enjoy your family and look forward to a new and a fresh week where you get to go into a lost and dying world and shine your light and your love of Jesus Christ. Uh, Just let God use you uh, for his glory in all things this week. We we pray you be blessed in Jesus name. We'll see you soon.